Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Sidebar with Cindy on Kaya FM 95.9. Time is one minute past seven. You're listening to Kai FM 95.9, home of the Afropolitan. It is Thursday, the 27th of June, 2019. Tonight's topic is um, a deep topic, and it's what will it take for society to start acknowledging and helping male rape victims? That is what we're speaking about tonight. If you missed our previous shows, you can visit kaifm.co.za to listen to our podcasts on FM Rewind. If you're not in Gauteng, you can tune in on DSTV's audio bouquet, channel 861, or you can listen live on kaifm.co.za. Medical issues, sex and family, finance, parenting and emotional development. Sidebar with Cindy. Cindy. Every Monday to Thursday, 7 to 8 p.m. on Kaya FM 95.9. Kaya FM 95.9, home of the Afropolitan. Welcome to this evening's show, Sidebar Cindy, with me, Dr. Cindy Fansale. And tonight we're speaking about male rape. Um, society generally does not acknowledge, um, does not always acknowledge or help victims of male rape. And it's something that we know happens. Um, there's enough um, um, research and data that has come through to show that it is something that does happen. And um, female and male rape is also something else that we don't speak about. And also sexual abuse of, of, of males. And tonight we have um, a, a guest in studio who um, survived male rape and is here to share his story. And I'll be introducing him just now, but we'll be taking your calls on 86 and you can SMS us on 36959. But before I take your calls, I'd like to welcome Uolwe Tutualo to studio. And Uolwe, thank you so much for being here and um, being willing to share your story. Thank you, Cindy, for having me here and also for the invitation and granting me this opportunity. Hmm. So researchers have found that at least one in six men um, have experienced sexual abuse or assault, um, be it in childhood or in adulthood. And I think that this is a low estimate, um, you know, considering that a lot of these cases go unreported, right? And um, society, as I mentioned earlier on, I mean, even on Twitter, just just after it posted what we're going to be speaking about today, someone asked, you know, something about how can a male be raped? And, and, and you know, and that already showed that there's a huge gap in, in knowledge. Um, surrounding male rape, um, how were you able to to come out with your story, Oluetu? Okay, so I think for me, um, firstly, it, it was my family um, because um, days after it happened, um, they knew there was something wrong because there was change in my behavior and I didn't want to be there anymore. And this is a place where I spend most of my holidays because I was raised by my grandmother. But um, the comfortability and the support that I received from my family, that's what made it easy for me. And then that's when, um, during the process, that's when I started also speaking to other people, my friends, um, people that I trusted and people that I knew that were going to be there for me. So, um, I didn't then when all of that started happening I didn't pay attention to what the rest of the community is saying and what they will still say um, the fact that my parents and my fam- rather my family was supportive, was supportive. Enough, that was enough yeah. for you yeah and how old were you when when, when the, the rape um, occurred I was 25 and how old are you now I'm 29 okay so this was this was roughly four years ago yeah it was in 2015 okay and is it someone that you know 
Um, it's someone I know from my village, but um, we're, we're never friends. Um, and we, we did speak in terms of greeting each other when we'd see each other. But until that day, that's when he then actually there was some sort of like a, an interchange or a conversation that happened there. And when you, when you then decided to relate the story to your family, um, did, they, did, did they believe you straight away? Was there any doubt? Because I know that when people re- report that they've been sexually assaulted um, by someone that people know, you know, it's, are you sure Udumang Mang did that? You know, did, did you experience any of that? Um, funny enough, not from my family, okay, but well, like my internal family in terms of my mom, my grandmother and my, but people from outside and extended family members were sort of like, um, what? Like, what is this? And um, I did lose family and I also did lose friends in the community as well. And even now here in Joburg when you speak to someone and then you tell them that actually like I went through this they sort of like oh whoa like what's going on um, I can't be associated with you type of thing or like they distance themselves from you because of what like what you're saying that the stats are not there even though they're supposed to be there and some people don't give themselves enough time to actually learn and, and educate themselves about such mm. and you know so was there a court case always? Because I mean, that's that's you know, if, if this has happened, if, if the rapist occurred, then there's a you report it to the to the police, and there's usually a medical examination as well. There's a medical doctor that has to fill out a form and examine you. Did you did you go through all of that? Yes, I did. Okay, I did. Um, so. Um on the, on the day I went to go report the case yes. so we went as we were driving to town we actually saw a van and then we stopped it and then we tried to speak to the cops that were driving to tell them what had happened and then his initial reaction he wanted to see who had been raped and is it a guy how is it possible that a guy was raped and then when we got to the police station in town we were told that we can't open the case there because of our zonal locations so we have to call a police station that's close to to my village or nearest to my village where we fall under and then eventually they came and they came they didn't even have the kit because they didn't know how it would work and then we had to borrow a kit from the police station in town and then my surprise was when we actually got to the actual hospital yeah um there was a young doctor who was on On night duty that day and then um, he didn't know how to conduct the test, the examination on me at all. As a result, they called a senior doctor, someone who was older, who was on call to come and assist him himself. Um, with all the experience and the years he, has, he had been in the field, he didn't know how to do it. He even said it himself that it's his first time experiencing this and having to go or, or having to do such an examination or a test on someone. So he doesn't even know that he was doing the right thing. He didn't even know that he was doing the right thing so my fear was now already they're going um, to compromise the evidence that needs to be collected exactly yeah and also already like i was i was an embarrassment to my community and now already then when i go to the hospital where i thought that i could actually get the help for well from the initial reaction from the police to now the health practitioners who are assisting me or helping me um I was scared, obviously, because now I'm like, is it even going to be worth the fight that I want to put with this? Or should I abandon? Should I abandon everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had moments where I actually wanted to say, okay, you know what, I I can't go through with this. But um, with me believing that 
it actually happened and I can't run away from it. I just have to stand and fight. And so the child took um, 2016, 2017, yes. 2018, and he was only convicted um, this month okay. um, on Monday. So he was given 12 years for raping me and then two years for actually breaking in into my house. That is such a relief, Oluetu. I'm I'm so sorry that you went through all of that. Um, I think it's you know it, it's important for for people that are listening to know that when you've been when you've been raped, right? The procedure is is is, is very straightforward. It's the same thing that has to be done in each case. You report the case to the police station, and you need to be seen by a medical doctor. And the reason why you need to be seen by the medical doctor is because there's a special kit, a sexual ex- assault examination kit that needs to be needs to be um, filled out and 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 DNA material must be completed. And even if you are not going to follow through with the case. That kit must be done. Why? Because we bank DNA. And so that is how we're able to, you know, the detectives know how they're able to trace and, and put things together and link cases and eventually make, you know, get, get people prosecuted. So I'm, I'm so relieved and glad that you persevered despite all the hurdles that you faced. Because that is the, the thing, is that many of the victims will will throw throw in the towel because this process is lengthy and it's disappointing that there are doctors that treated you the way that you were treated. We are trained on this. You know, we, we are trained in this. By the time you finish medical school, you know how to fill out that form, right? And we are told this form, what you write on this paper, is the difference between a person walking away scot-free or facing jail time for something that they've committed. But if you don't fill it out properly, you are going to let criminals walk free and it is happening to this day and the conviction um, um, happened yeah no because um, like it was for me there were a lot of revelations that were going on um, during the entire process because even at um, when I when I went to go um, to take a stand in court yes. um, the the defense lawyer tried to use homosexuality I was, a, I, was, a, I was just about to ask that because I'm yeah. sh- I, I knew that would come in somewhere along yeah. the line so he tried to use me, your sexuality yeah yes. me being homosexual as a weapon or a working way to sort of like disturb me or make me mm. fall otherwise um, but I was fortunate enough that I was brave enough and I was able to speak for myself and stand up for myself and it was not only about me now but it was also about Omnia Uolue to growing up in rural Limpompo, growing up in rural KZN, who's going through the same thing as me or who's still still gonna go through the same thing as me. But just saying and reminding myself that it's possible, it can be done. It doesn't matter if you are the first person to report or do this, but you have to fight till the end. And I'm still going to fight even now because his family is still there. Mm-hmm. And trust me, the day the the day that he was sentenced, there were already Facebook posts um, going on. So, and now, um, and our society, it's, it's so funny, or like our society is wired in a very like they forget about the victim yeah um the victim is always to blame um he they deserved it and right across it doesn't matter whether you're female or male Mm. but you when you're the one who's on the receiving end in terms of being the victim um society always has something to say and fingers to point you to 
Yeah, no, I'm just so relieved that you had a, um, your family stood right by you and ensured that, that justice, you know, justice um, happened. And the, just going back to the court case, because I think, you know, people, someone may be listening and wondering, you know, if they were to face court or they could be going to court, um, what, what can they expect, you know? What is it like, that whole, that whole process? Okay, uh, our, 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 our system is so slow, number yeah. one. So it requires you to be patient and um, the, you will have moments where you want to give in, but you, you just need to be patient and brave enough. Um, it's very hostile as well. Um, especially when it comes to rape cases and, um, also, um, it, 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 it's not friendly enough and I could not help but think of a younger person who's younger than me having to take the stand in such a place and in such an atmosphere. There was no comfortability at all in terms of me being given like a safe space to say this is a safe space. It was just, yeah, it was, it, 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 it is hostile. And did it, you know, so the lead up to the, to the trial, um, cause I know one of the things that they stress is that your statements must be the same. You can't keep on changing your statements. So did it, did it help? Did, did you write stuff down and did you keep revising your notes? How did you make sure that the information that you had to keep repeating was accurate? Okay. So fortunately for me, I'm, I'm, I'm a person who will remember like okay. everything from when we met, what you were wearing and, and, and and so I did my statement the first time and then they called me again to come meet up with me so that they can check if whatever I'm going yeah. to say to them, it's going to be the same. Um, so I did my state, my first statement in 2015 and then they came again in 2016. Yeah. So I didn't hear anything from them 2016 until last year. Mm -hmm. And then I was promised that um, before I actually go into court or take the stand, my 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 the prosecutor would give me the statement for me to go just through to revise it. Yeah. it yes but he only gave me like five minutes mm -hmm. right before when we're there so you can imagine also for someone who's not who doesn't have like a photogenic memory like all the way to so having to read that in that short space and of time and take the stand yeah yeah so but i mean you 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 use what you can use yeah. um just reminding yourself that this is not your fight alone and it is not about you um but also the other people who don't speak out about these issues but i our 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 law system is horrible if i could if that's the right term to use because of what i experienced yeah. but as much as i did get my justice but the build up to it wasn't it's a hiring experience yeah, yeah. well if you've just tuned in you're listening to kfm 95.9 and i'm talking to Olwe Tutualo, and tonight we're discussing male rape and society's attitude towards it do we acknowledge it are we helping um, victims of male rape you can call us on 086 you can sms us on 36959 and the hashtags on social media are sidebar Cindy and Kai FM talk we have Ulwanda on the line um, good evening Rwanda and thank and thanks for calling welcome to the show hi how are you I'm um, good thank you it's actually Luandi oh Luandi okay sorry about that Luandi sorry <laughs> yes I'm actually only to cousin um, firstly I'd like to say that I'm really really proud because he actually had doubts about doing the interview in the first place and I told him that doing this interview would actually motivate or even allow other young 
um, boys and even older ones to come out and speak out when they've been sexually abused or any other type of abuse. And in the profession that I in, um, I'm a social worker and I work in the child protection sector. Yes. You find that a lot of young boys are already groomed in, in terms of sex and yes. they are sexually abused at a young age and they don't even know how to speak about it because it's taboo. Yes. You know, you'll be told, like Olet has been saying, you'll be told that a boy cannot be sexually abused. How can a boy be sexually abused? Yeah. Even the parents will be asking and telling you, if we go to court, if we go to, to, to the police station, um, what are we going to say? How is it going to be handled? They already have theories and they're already thinking about the future in terms of how this whole case will be handled, even before reporting the whole case. Mm. So um, I think to coming out and speaking about his story is going to motivate other young boys, especially in the LGBTQI um, community, because it's it's still it's still um, it's still a huge thing. It's still something that even the LGBTQI community is still, um, in a way, being sidelined mm-hmm. by 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 the community. So. I think him talking about his story and also the fact that the pre- the perpetrator was well, was given twelve years. For me, I feel that it's still it's it, it's it's a lot of years, but it's still not enough. Our Nicolette is saying the justice system, our systems as a whole in the country are very slow. Um, they're not doing enough. There's still a lot that needs to be done. Yeah. Um, yes, the twelve years for now, it, it might be something. It might be. A, Starting, um, it might be a step in the right direction, but he, for me, I felt that it was a little um, number of years for him to spend for for the trauma, for everything that Oletu had to go through because mm-hmm. he stays in Johannesburg, and for all these cases, he had to travel. You mm-hmm. know, the emotional, the emo- emotional part of it, and reliving the trauma each time. Exactly, yeah. exactly, and also noting that. Whenever he has to go to the court cases, like he was saying that, yes, he has our support as his family, but whenever he had to go to the court cases, it's my grandmother that has to go with him. And my grandmother is old as well. So you need to think about all of these things because it doesn't just affect him. It, it affects, affects us as well as the family. Because, mm. yes. So um, I'm very proud of him. And I hope and I pray that a lot of young boys and a lot of young men and men in general, because such things are what breaks men because mm. they are victims and we don't focus on, the, on them as victims. Yeah. And we don't even focus on the perpetrators themselves. We just send them to jail and nothing is done about it, yeah. you know? So there's no proper systems for, for men. There's always proper systems for women, but for men, there's nothing in place. So I hope that the country will change its systems somewhere, somehow. We definitely have to. Thank you so much for the call, Wendy, and thank you so much for the support that you proud and your family you. have, have shown always. Yes, thank I'm you. proud of him. Thank you. <laughs> Great <laughs> stuff. And we're still speaking about a male rape, uh, masculinity, and sexuality. Sexual assault can happen to anyone, no matter your age, your sexual orientation, or your gender. Men and boys who've been sexually assaulted or abused, um, you know, suffer the same reactions as, as other survivors of sexual assault. So this evening I'm joined by Oluwetu um, Twalo, who survived rape at the age of 25. We're taking your calls on 86 959 You can call in and share your story or your thoughts on what will it take for society to start acknowledging and helping victims of male rape. We have Utebuho on the line, and Utebuho is calling us from Johannesburg. Good evening, Utebuho, and welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you. 
I'm good. Um, it's so difficult for me because it's actually my first time talking about it. Um, I was I was raped when I was in varsity. Um, and what happened was it was during during weekend, and then a friend of mine invited me to go with him over to where he come from to spend the weekend, and then we went there. And when we were there, we decided that, okay, it's Saturday, we're going to go out and have drinks. And and then when we were there sitting, like, a lot of guys whom we were just chilling with were, like, a bit fascinated, I think, because at some point this other guy was like, oh, we've never seen somebody who looks, a guy who looks so good like you. And I took it slightly, and after after we decided later on we decided to uh, when we decided to to go home, um, realized that there were two guys that were following us. Uh, we tried to run, but um, one caught up with me, and I tried to fight them. And, and yeah, it happened. Um, my friend tried to help me, but it didn't, it didn't help. And so two guys raped me. And then I never talked about it. Even with my friend, when we got home, I told him that not even a single day I want to hear about it. I want to talk about it. I so now just listening to, to the show, it just bring up all the, the memories of what happened. And because of shame, I, I felt like I couldn't even do anything. Mm. You know, even go to the police and report it. I, could, I, I didn't even want the other person to even hear about it, that this what happened to me. And it's only now, recently, like a couple of weeks back, where I sat down with myself and and I realized that it's 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 eating me, and I mm. have to do something about it. And and my first step was to contact my friends and talk about what happened that day. And mm. and it's. Yeah, it's difficult because even now um, I can't even be in a any relationship. More especially, I don't want to be more especially when it comes to having sex. Yeah, I I I don't I don't want to be touched. I don't. Yeah, yeah I just switch off and become cold, and my body shrink. And yeah, and that's the psychological impact of of. Of, of what you know the rape has had on you yes so yes. what we're going to do um i'm going to let all the to respond but at the same time we're going to take your details and i will okay. get in touch with you after the show to make sure that we make you get the you get the the counseling and the help that you need um Dibuchu, thank you so much for sharing that um yes. but i'll let i'll let all to respond but we will take your details okay thank you very much i think um firstly um Wow, 
Um, it takes courage, number one, to decide to talk about that, to talk about something that you're going through. And I must, I'm, I must applaud Utabucho for mm-hmm. actually taking that first step because that means um, there's healing happening and everything that he is going through, it's normal and he must allow himself to go through those emotions because it's part of healing and like he says, um, it's very difficult to be intimate with someone after such an incident or an experience because you you go through a lot of questions, you see yourself differently as well and also um, being in a relationship sometimes you wonder if is this person even here for the right intentions or right reasons or he's just coming to take away a piece of me and then leave um like the guy who um who raped you or whichever way it is but um um, um, I think and I pray that, um, like you said, that you take down his details. Um, you'll continue to help him and hopefully also other young guys or females who are out there can actually come out and, and, and share their stories. So I should, um, like what you were saying earlier on, but sometimes it's just God and you must just allow God to use you and the universe as well to take you whichever way. So for it's, it's, it's the first step that he's taken and wherever he is he's not alone and he will never be alone and there are always people um, willing to hear you out and hear your story and to offer you support and help speaking up is is always the hardest part and he's made the first step but we will be in touch with him to to, to help him on Twitter Oyone Lamklinga says thank you for your courage and fighting spirits all the way to your story has touched me and hopefully a lot of a lot out there. I'm hopeful that many can be as courageous as you in reporting sexual assault to curb the increase in the stats. Male rape is real and we need to support victims. So going back to our lines on KFM 95.9, we have Kulisa calling us from Cape Town. Good evening and welcome to the show. Hi, good evening. How are you? Good, thank you. All right. Um, all right, you. Um, this is your friend. I, I just want to tell you that... Um, Thank you, man, for speaking up. I, I really adore and I'm inspired by you. Um, some of us out there are really suffering in silence. And for you to have this courage, it, it, it it's really something big. So, I love you. Thank you so much, Kulisa. Thank you for those encouraging words. And um, we also have Lungi calling us from Johannesburg. Good evening, Lungi, and welcome to Sidebar Cindy. Hi, how are you? Good, thank you. Um, coach. Okay. Hi, hi, Lungi. Um, I'm calling him coach because he's actually my netball coach. Oh. And <laughs> we, were, we were literally supposed to be playing a game at 7 o'clock and then all the way to hit us with the, I'm going to be on Kaya. And I didn't even take, like, I didn't even think about why. I was like, okay, whatever. And now I'm listening to him. I'm actually shaking because... I, I, I didn't know, um, and there was nothing in him that, that ever said to, to us, or to me anyway, that there is something that's going through him or the stuff that he is processing that he experienced a few years ago. And I just I just want to say, Oluetu, I love you. Um, we're here for you, and I'm proud of you and being able to, to stand tall and and run with your story and not and not sit in a corner and be a victim. I I, 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 I can't even begin to imagine how difficult it is mm. or how difficult it was. But 
the mere fact that you're able to because I've, I've heard a, a lot of stories we've all heard stories mm-hmm. and more than anything most people will not even mention their names to start mm-hmm. off with mm-hmm. because they still feel the victims they still want to hide but for that alone because when I heard your name I was like hmm that's here what is he going to talk about because mm-hmm. there's absolutely nothing in me that ever picked that up so for that, I want to thank you that you, you're still able to be yourself, be the sweet person that you are. And like I said, I love you. Stand strong. And we, we're here for you. And I'm so proud of you. Thank you so much for those kind words, Lungi. Thank you, Lungi. Thank Shabu. you so much. Okay, take okay. care. Bye. Okay, bye. We have Utabiso calling us from Joburg. Tabiso, um, good evening and welcome to Sidebar Cindy. Evening, how are you? Good, thank you. I'm good, thanks. Um, I'm actually calling from the Methodist Church in Joburg, and I wanted to commend Olwe to for the courage that he has to stand up for justice. Yes. Uh, because a number of times when we go through these things, we simply just want to pray about them, we simply just want to keep silent, and it is people like Olwe too who really... Um, show us that indeed God works when we stand up for justice, uh, for things to come true for us. So um, I applaud him for being the way he is Mm. and for relying and trusting in God in all that he did and actually having active faith. uh, Big up to that. And I do hope and pray that a lot of people, especially young men, will follow uh, his example as well. Thank you so much for that call, Tabiso. Thank you. Thank you, Tabiso. We have right. we have another Tibuho on the line um, in Johannesburg. Good evening and welcome to the show. Um, hi, is it me? Yes, it's you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure, it's Tibuho, Cindy. Yes, hi. hi. Okay, so I, and this is a bit, uh, a bit public. So I went through an experience, uh, not sure if I could call it a rape, in that I don't think there was penetrative sex. Mm. But um, I went through a similar experience when I was young. It was a an older lady in the village, sister, yes. uh, that would hang around at her, at her parents' house. And uh, just thinking back, you know, I, I remember instances where she would lock me up in a bedroom, you know, and, and make me lie down and all of those kind of things. Mm. But for the longest time, I have never thought um, and processed it as a rape, as such. Mm. And I so and for that reason, I've never felt that perhaps I am a victim. One and uh, secondly, that because it has not had any physical effect or there's no scar left of it other than that tiny bit, you know, of what's left in my mind when I think about it. But even then, it's also not traumatic by any measure of an imagination. Mm. Well, Sebuko, I mean, so obviously over the years as our knowledge of of consent, consensual sexual intercourse, and and you know the the age of consent and so on has grown. We now recognise yeah. the incidents what you've gone through as as rape, right? So so any sexual intercourse involving a minor 
is is a, mm. is a criminal offence. And your story is a very common story because I know that on on Twitter we've we've you know so when the, when this topic has come up not a lot in the past in the past years but it has come yeah. up once or twice. And and men will tell stories of how their first sexual experience was with a much older um um whether it's a domestic worker or a cousin or or a, a sister's yeah. friend, but someone that is older that lured them into situation. And and you know had performed oral sex on them, and then when they were aroused, made them have sexual intercourse. It is it is an offence. So um, yeah, it it is, it is an offence, and it's something that we don't. I'm, I'm hoping that in this day and age, it doesn't happen because you know we should be educating our kids more on 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 yeah. being touched inappropriately. But yeah, your story yeah. is a very common story. Yeah, no, cool. Thanks, guys. Thanks. I'm honored. Honored. Sorry, man. Uh, express what you went through, but uh, you sound like a strong guy now, and uh, you know, give up to that. Thank you so much, Tebuho. All right, cool. Thanks, guys. And then, yeah, I mean, Tebuho's call has just reminded me to share that, you know, one of the things that we must teach our children is, is um, inappropriate touching. You know, and and I'll just give an example of what my daughter was taught at school, and I've adapted it, and, and I shared with as many people as I can. But you basically tell your child that the body is divided up like a traffic light, so red, green, and and um, red, orange, and green. So green is from the neck up, so the head, and and only grandparents and parents can kiss the child on the mouth. Everyone else, you give the cheek. And I can't, if the child does not want to kiss their mouth, it's fine. Then they just always offer the cheek. My kids offer cheek only. Then from the neck to the, to the belly button is the orange zone. So that is a medical doctor in the presence of a parent or a parent, right? And from the belly button downwards is the red zone. So nobody touches you there unless it's a doctor in the presence of, your, uh, presence of a parent. And if, if you are touched in that area by anybody else, then you must report it, even if it is one of your parents. And I think the hardest thing when I gave a talk to kids around this was saying to those kids, if your mommy or your daddy touches you below in the red zone inappropriately, you need to tell someone. So if it's mommy, you must tell daddy or aunt. You know, it, and, and, and the mums that were in the room, I could see their eyes opening up wide. And I said to them, but sexual assault can happen, you know, from anywhere. You, a, a person can sexually assault their own child. So um, that's just something I had to share. And that's something I, I teach kids um, wherever I go. Um, and so coming back to the, to the topic at hand, um, Oluetu, I know that, um, you know, speaking up really is a challenge. And you, you found courage to speak up because of the support that you had from your family. What advice would you give to someone who has gone through similar experiences as yours? What's the first step to take towards speaking up? I think... Um one would be for me to accepting and believing that it happens because the mind in itself sometimes it plays tricks on you and you start questioning yourself especially when you think about other people out there who are doubted by their sometimes because we've had we've heard of stories where someone was molested or raped by a dad and then when they told the mother the mother didn't believe it so it's firstly starting with yourself trusting and believing that it happened and then taking the next step of finding someone you can trust to go and go with you 
through the reporting um, because it's not going to be easy and it's something you can't do alone because when you do it alone you can convince yourself to, 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 yeah, drop, to drop it but if you have someone standing with you and believing in you then it also gives you the push to be brave enough and be just be ready mentally I don't know how but um, you need to be ready and you need to also live with the repercussions that are going to come um, with it because um, you're not going to be any everyone's favorite um, like like I said earlier that I lost friends I lost family mm. And even some people in my village, even now when I come or when I go visit, they still look at me otherwise, mm. you know, but it's, it's just standing by your truth and knowing that um, at the end of the day, like it's not about you, but also um, it's about taking one rapist off the streets and also protecting the ones that, who are close to you or your family. Because if he can do it to me, why, why it makes me think that he won't do it to the next person. Exactly. So it's also believing in, in, in the system and just um, being patient because it becomes long and sometimes you'll feel as if um, it's against you yeah. but you just need to be courageous enough to say you know what I'm not going to stop until the end We have a caller we have Peter calling us from Johannesburg um, Good evening Peter and welcome to the show Good evening and how are you and also to the listeners oh, Good thank you thanks for calling in Yes um, there too Hi Peter Hi how are you, Peter? Uh, uh, no, I can say I, I, I'm okay, but it, whatever that you are saying, uh, it brought all the memories and everything, the way I was brought up in a family. Like, it was a large family, and it is still like at the age of around six, seven. Currently, I'm 33. Mm. But, you, I still have those flashbacks, like, but I couldn't tell anyone because I didn't know what was happening. Because um, I was performing oral sex to uh, one of my cousins who was uh, a bit older than me. So, but for now, um, I can say what, because I'm a man mm. also. Uh, this thing is affecting my relationship because I cannot uh, maintain any meaningful relationship. Like, um, I'm not so sure whether I can say I'm, I'm addicted to sex or um, because I remember I used to listen to some other programs they used to say pansexual because I'm attracted to all gender mm. and then I can like have sex with any of them and also watching porn every now and then and also masturbating so I don't know what's happening I mean like whether is it part of what has happened in my childhood or because I just let it go but still at the back of my mind I still have the flashback mm. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's all I can say. Okay. First of all, thank you so much for sharing that um, with us. And and yes, you're right. You, you, you're speaking to us and you're, you're, you're also diagnosing yourself that whatever you're going through really can be traced back to, to, to what happened to you as a child. And, you know, when, I'm, when I have 
patients that have gone through what you've gone through, I usually refer them to um, a sexologist. They sit down with a sexologist, they speak about the trauma, they go through all of that. And then a sexologist will then, you know, maybe make a, make a further referral to a psychologist and then we take it from there. Uh-huh. But that, that would be the first step. Um, would be for you for you to see you know a sexologist and then probably a psychologist and just talk through all of this um because it's it's it you know people can choose who they who they sleep with and so on but you're now describing what seems to be pathological behavior which is affecting your life right you're aware that there's a pattern and it's not a, it's, it's not a healthy pattern it's a destructive pattern and you you may need a professional um intervention so i'll let all way to comment but we will de- definitely take your details from the producer and then I'll be in touch okay. with you and we'll get you, we'll get you the help that you need. Ah, thank you. And yeah, but I'm way past the suicidal thought, but I'm fine. I can say I'm fine. Mm. The only thing yeah, is, but there's just still, there's just still a, f- a few residual issues that need to be sorted out and, and that'll go a long way in helping you, you know, have, have okay sexual relationships and, and so on and, and deal with all the other stuff. Uh-oh. Okay, so always anything you'd like to say to Upita? Um, like like Gutabucha as well, I'll say to Upita, um, he needs to live with the reality that it happened and he must focus now on his healing um, process. And the unfortunate thing is, even when I was doing my own research and reading around, I saw that um, a lot of young boys who are molested or assaulted or raped at a young age, it comes and they don't report it. It comes out to it acts they act out oh, in in the long run um and unfortunately the reality is we deal people deal with trauma differently you know and so what he was saying that um he doesn't even he, he can't even keep a meaningful relationship because of that so the fact that he can recognize that there's something that is yeah, wrong yeah, is. yeah so he needs to he, he needs to go through his healing process and he mustn't allow the next person to detect his healing process mm-hmm. it needs to be something that he's willing to go through himself you know because as much as much as we believe in getting other people as well helping us but sometimes it's also about you the mm-hmm. individual mm-hmm. you know and also finding that inner strength in you to say that i won't allow myself to be a victim number one i won't allow myself to fall in the statistics that don't report or that don't speak out um because we, by you speaking out you touching and helping the next person and of which that's what they're doing as well because now they're coming out to say this happened to prove that it is there and it, it is a problem. It is an issue that we have in our society. And men, unfortunately, have been wired to be strong. You can't be weak. You can't cry. You can't let anyone push you around. You have to be a man. Of which it's something that um, we need to look at in our communities because, which is why we have these problems that we have in the long run. It's because boys are told and are called of which it is it is wrong in its own way because now people aren't courageous enough to come out and speak because they're going to be looked at as or ACC or you know so um, I also say to him like big ups to him and may he just continue with the help that his guy is going to get from you guys may he continue and that's where it's baby steps it's not going to vanish overnight because I still have uh, moments where I want to be alone I want to do and I want to cry it's a, it's a journey yeah. 
yeah. it's a journey. So he must allow himself to to go through that. And for me, for instance, I when I when I don't want to be around people, like I go when I want when I go through my emotions, I isolate myself. And sometimes even if I have one friend over coming over, but I won't tell them why I want them. I need them around me because I just need that validation that you're going to be fine. And sometimes I act out. I I I say things that I'm not supposed to be saying, you know. Um, but it's the reality of it, and and we just need to accept it and don't allow it. And also, I always say that don't 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 wear your problems on all over you because that's when um, people will start feeling shame and sorry for you. Like mm-hmm. what Lungi was saying, that they never picked it up, and I coached them, and I used to I'm, I'm with them like almost every day of the week or one day of the week, depending. But um, you never allow people to feel shame for you because um, you also need to heal. And I always say that if you go through that and you allow people to feel shame for you, then you're going to attract all those energies and they're going to stick on you and you're not going to be able, it's going to delay your healing mm-hmm. process or prolong it. So just always make sure that you remind yourself that you are not a victim. You are not a victim. Mm-hmm. Instead, you are a fighter and you are a winner. And in my case, the fact that I went through the entire process and he was sentenced. That's, so I'm, I'm victorious and yeah was also for my grandmother as well because she was there with me and she never had any doubts or question me otherwise each time she even knew the dates before I could even remember them you know and even me listening to her on Tuesday and how happy she was and how she was saying to me that as much as but and she just reminded me she told me that this is the beginning already that I post on social media obviously from his family yeah. as if like he did nothing wrong um, and my grandmother actually did she did one long and just trust and believe when and you also have other people even if it's one person who, who's in your corner the fact that you're not alone and, and walk that journey enough. with you yeah yeah well, and you she's listen- done that for me yeah well you're listening to Sidebar Cindy um, on KFM 95.9 and I'm chatting to all the way to Tando Twalo who survived rape at the age of 25 and um, you know it was a long court case and court appearances and his granny supported him through all of that and eventually on Monday this week um, the perpetrator was sentenced and is going to serve um, a 12 year sentence for rape and then extra two years for, for housebreaking. And um, Oluetu has, has been so courageous in telling his story. Um, and we, we're grateful that, that he was able to come onto the show and share um, his story on male rape because, you know, it does happen and the reportings are very low and the support from the society is also. Is also um, not so, not not always what it should be, but we're still taking your calls. A few more calls we can take in um, on oh eight six double zero double zero nine five nine and SMS three six nine five nine. Um, all the way to um before the show ends, just two questions on from from me. Um, are you in a relationship? Have you been able to to start having relationships again? Um, currently no, because um, 
like what I was saying, like we deal with trauma differently and you go mm-hmm. through different experiences and you find it hard to trust. And even when the one person that you can trust, you allow them into your life and then they disappoint you and then it plays back. Oh, but remember that happened. You know, um, I'm not in a relationship. Um, I'm happily single. Um, that's also in its own. It's a blessing in disguise because I'm, 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 I'm getting to live my life the best way I know how to and go through my healing um, process without making an excuse to a partner that um, I don't want to be with you because I've had an incident where I was in a relationship and when the person found out that I'd been raped, they flee. Even though like the relationship was going well, everything was going well, the minute they found out, so now it also becomes who am I going to be in a relationship with yeah. if whenever I tell them you this disclose, and at the very same time you want them to understand sometimes why you're going to be off it's because and it's not even them it's you but they don't get that you know so they just flee because they can't I don't know if it's something that they can't deal with um, but yeah I'm not in a relationship yeah. and and then the last question I have for you before before we wrap up the show is how is how has netball helped you in in, in your healing I mean, it's, it's interesting to hear that you coach netball. So how has that helped you in, in your healing? Oh, wow. Um, netball is my life. Um, it's, it's, it's one thing that I know or one sport that I know when I step onto that court or when I go coach those girls or guys, I know that it's also a way of me like dealing um you know they have different callings mm. and my calling is netball and netball fulfills me um i don't care I'd, like i would have been out with my friends until 3 a.m in the morning but if i have to be at netball i'll be at netball so it's it, 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 it's 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 uh, it's mm. it's healing um and like funny enough throughout um during this entire trial and this year especially i was i, I i'd go and watch the it's, it's an international um domestic league it's in australia so i'd go and watch this and i'd be frustrated with the girls and how they're playing and then also i'll be frustrated with Michaels and then like me and Ian Pelisa that's all I can say and there's nothing I'd rather do than playing netball and coaching netball because I mean it wants off my tears yeah well thank you so much for sharing your story all the way to where can we find you on Facebook before we wrap up because we have run out of time uh, okay on my my Facebook name is Otano Twalo but I'm very skeptical about the okay. people that I I, I accept, I, okay. I accept. Right. Um, as long as it's people with genuine intentions then it's fine and also I have an Instagram handle but it's also private as okay. well it's also Otando Twalo I just um, as much as I'm a very as much as I'm a people's person I'm also very, very private, private. No, in terms of the people I bring into my space as long as it's like, like I said if you have good intentions yeah. You're more than welcome to um, chat me up and see where we can go in terms of helping each other if you'll be someone who would be um, needing that help. But please, genuine intentions. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. And I think, yeah, we'll, we'll take pictures after this. I'll definitely chat you up. I want to be your friend. <laughs> Sidebar with Cindy. Every Monday to Thursday, 7 to 8 p.m. on Kaya FM 95.9. Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.